Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In this special Mother's Day episode, I am celebrating with one of my closest friends, my first stroke survivor friend ever, my dearest Rianne. She is a stroke survivor from the Netherlands. She is a mother and just the coolest person in the world who loves Drake. Isn't that right, Rianne? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, Riri, do you love me? Will you record this podcast with me? <laughs> no, Drake. No, The weekend. No. Not even The weekend. No, not The weekend. Whether it's a weekend, a weekday, it doesn't matter. When I'm talking to Rianne, it's amazing. Boom! Intro done! Boom! Yes! Yes! <laughs> All the way from the Netherlands. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are... The, the Neuro Nerds. Yes! That was on time! I feel pretty good about that. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our free Rock community platform to connect with other survivors like you. Once you join our community, you'll have access to free virtual events and resources to help with your brain injury recovery. You can make new friends, jump on audio chat conversations, and even join my private coaching program to get one-on-one -on -one support. So what are you waiting for? Go to community.usorock.coach. Yes, that's .coach, not .com, and join the Uso Rock community today. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Okay, okay, okay. You guys know the running theme. This is a very special episode. Like, legitimately, this is one of the most special episodes I could possibly have. I've already cried before this episode started because this is a very impactful moment for me. I've been trying to have this person on the show for actual years now. On this very special Mother's Day-centric, but also a spiritually emotional show for me, is my first stroke survivor friend, my dearest sweet Re. Rianne! What's up, Rianne? Hi! Oh my god, I'm so... Like, Re, I am so happy. You are the first survivor that I really connected with. You just so happen to be literally halfway across the world in the Netherlands, which sucks. You're a little far away. Yes, but at the same time, you were the the first one who I connected with on, well, I, I searched for other people who had strokes in the mm -hmm. Netherlands, but they were all assholes. <laughs> 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 if you go on forums, everybody's yelling at each other and typing yeah. in, in, in caps and got, no, no. That's no. not good. That's no. not good. No, nobody wants that. Then I started to search up, like, in a broader way. Like, there must be more young people that have strokes. Right. And I found you. Oh, 
oh my god, I'm gonna cry, Reed. Fuck, I'm gonna cry. No, I don't want to cry. And we talked, and I know the the first thing we talked about was you went to Coachella. <laughs> it was dumb. It was so dumb. It At was, the time, it was so dumb. It was dumb, but I hope you learned from it. And I, I, by the looks of how you did it the last time, you learned from it. Slightly, but it was like a different thing. Can I tell you why it was so beautiful for me? I struggled with the same thing. I struggled finding people remotely close to my age with a similar, like, energy, right? Look, we almost died. That's serious. It sucks. But, like, we're here now. So, like, let's try to enjoy life and not be miserable about this stuff. I was in a lot of those forums, and, oh, my God, it's... <laughs> People are horrible. They're just rough. So the screaming equivalent on the internet is like all caps. You're right. So like people just all caps everything. I went to some like audio um, uh, rooms where people would just like talk. Oh my God. People. So you said people were like screaming, right? People were like actually yelling and screaming and crying. And it, it was like a murder scene. It was too much. How can that be building each other up that's that's just breaking each other down and feeding each other with really bad energy it's it wasn't for me no no so when when we connected i was like wow this chick is amazing i said chick (laughs) yeah that's sexist whatever it's not so i met you and i was like oh my god like you're amazing you're a gamer you're a sweet person you're a big nerd which i was like (laughs) (laughs) i was like this is this is the best the first time I got done talking to you. It was like three, four o'clock in the morning over here for me. And I remember crying like a lot because like I was, oh my God, I'm going to cry right now. I'm going to cry right now. No, I'm not going to do it because it meant everything to me because I'd been so alone for so long. I didn't have that connection. Like I talked to people, but I didn't talk to anybody that understood what I was going through. You understood, you know, we spoke the same language. Yeah. It, it didn't take many words to find common ground. Yeah. It was like, I have this, this, and this, and this. And you were like, oh, my God, I have all of those things. <laughs> I was like, oh, you have trauma? I have trauma. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I have a lot of trauma. <laughs> what really hammered home our dynamic where I was like, oh, my God, this is the first stroke family member that I have. I went to Coachella way too early after my brain injury. It was way, it was way too early. <laughs> and I mentally prepared for, like, weeks going in. And still, it was way too much. I got through it. And I came home and it was a few days later where Re, you were the only person. And I mean, you're the only person a few days later where you hit me up. You're like, hey, how are you doing now? Not like the day I got home, not during the middle of it, not right before. It was a few days later because you knew as a brain injury survivor, you knew that once that adrenaline wears off, it's going to all come crumbling down and hit me. And I remember reading that and just, I lost it. I completely just started crying and I realized that, Oh yeah, you understand me. You understand what this recovery journey is. And that's why it's so important that I tell everybody, you have to talk to others. My significant other, she does the best that she can. She didn't understand that days later I was going to crash the way that I did. I didn't even know, you know, maybe, Maybe you crashed because I, t- I no 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 I, I, I was I was way emotional and I started to kind of like dip and I didn't really understand why and then once you and I talked it out I was like oh it makes all the sense in the world like I always say that in recovery we kind of have an outline like a puzzle yeah. when we talk to other survivors they fill in the gaps of the puzzle and you did you filled in a huge chunk of my recovery journey re it was everything and I'm just forever grateful. I'm so happy that I could do that for you. But still, you you still aren't sleeping enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> want to talk about that, Joe? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's funny is, so I'm older. I'm in my 40s. And Felice is now giving me shit. She's like, you have to have a skincare routine. And I'm like, I do. I use soap and water. I don't have a skincare routine. And you look amazing. No, Reed. I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> you are flawless. Stop that. I have like, you know, a little bit of luggage under my do, eyes do, now. Do you see? You know what I see? I see my sweet, beautiful Reed. That's what I see. Perfection. So stop that. Don't make me yell at you. You're going to yell at me for not sleeping. I'm going to yell at you for talking shit. Maybe you need glasses. Oh, I have glasses. Do I wear them? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> 
it was such a turning point in my recovery. You know, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> oh, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have anyone to talk to in like my first couple of years. Right. Like I didn't have anybody to talk to. Nobody really understood. So when I found you, all I wanted to do was talk to you because you understood. Right. It's like speaking your native tongue. Like I wanted to speak to someone who understood the language that I was speaking. And you just so happen to live halfway across the world. And when I would talk to you, it would literally be like two, three o'clock in the morning. Always. 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 And so I just became accustomed to because, you know, I had the incident at the hospital and I just wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep and I would be going a little bit crazy. And if it wasn't for fuck, I'm going to cry again. No. If it wasn't for the conversations that we had, I wouldn't have gotten this far. Like I wouldn't have gotten this far. I'm just beyond grateful. Like, it's not like, oh, wow, it was a very impactful moment. Like, Reed, they meant everything to me. They really did. You mean everything to me. Oh, stop, stop. We're just going to be blubbering messes. Yes, <laughs> we, we are. We are. But does it really matter? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We are stroke survivors. We have the right. Yeah, we've earned it. You know, I cry every single day of my life. Yes, we earned it by almost dying. Right. I think it gives us some passes in life. For sure. I pull the stroke card all the time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> People are like, you shouldn't do that. I was like, okay, you don't do that. I'll do whatever I want. And I am pulling it right now. <laughs> Did you guys know that I had a brain injury and almost died? Cool. Do you guys know the type of stroke I had kills three out of four people? Cool. Now leave me alone. <laughs> exactly that. So I wanted to get a little bit of that out of the way just to show the dynamic and how important that you've been in my recovery. I do want to touch on Mother's Day is coming up. And you are an overachiever because you're a mother twice over. You have two beautiful children. You have two beautiful girls. And this is what's really cool. You had one before your brain injury. And then you had one after your brain injury. It's the best of both worlds. Well, yes and no. <laughs> because the first, the first time I didn't have a relationship when the baby was born. Mm-hmm. So I was alone. Oh, wow. And I had to do it by myself. And that was really hard. Right. That, And that's where the anxiety and depression and um, every, every trauma that you can have happened around that time. Right. And so... That was really hard. It was way easier having a kid with someone who I love very much um, and not doing it alone. And there's the difference that um, the first kid also has ADHD and autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Uh, that that that's just it, it's insane. It's I don't think it's comparable with like having a normal child. It's a lot. Having a child period is everything. <laughs> no, no, with with the second one, I'm like, damn, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> now but, I wouldn't I would go so far to say easy maybe easier <laughs> yeah well easier yes but uh, compared to what I'm used to right this is really easy right you uh, know that that's that's funny because now your second child is after your stroke you know but this is just a testament to not having to do this by yourself yes you know absolutely. you have you have your partner you have support you also have a lot more understanding I think of you you know, like when you were, when you had your first kid, it was re, it was just you. Sadly, it was just you. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of, that's, it's a lot of everything. You know, you yes. didn't have that support. But I couldn't handle the pressure back then. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I still can't handle it. So, but the, the, there's the significant other who, right. who's there to catch me if I right. fall. That's a team. You don't have to do this stuff alone. You shouldn't have to do this stuff alone, you know? And I think it's okay for a mother to say, hey, this is too much right now. I'm not prepared or capable of doing this. 
right now. I think this comes down to like acceptance, right? Acceptance in recovery, acceptance in life. Like just because you can't do this like right now, whatever it is, an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever it is, that doesn't mean it's going to be forever. I think it's, I think it's, it's very important to say that, to say, Hey, I'm not able to handle this situation right now. I need some help. I think it's really, really important. Yes, it it is really important, but I, I still struggle to, to admit that I need help because I, I still really want to do it myself. And I think the, the last, the last year was everything was about the oldest kid and her ADHD and how we as parents should handle it. And, and I, I kind of pushed the, I had a stroke to the side. And I was oh, like, I didn't have a stroke. That, that's, was, that's never a good thing, Reed. No, I know. And I think a, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Right. Why? Why am I doing this? Why? Why am I acting as if it didn't happen? Right. But I and that's that's the thing with acceptance. I, I don't think that I will ever fully accept that it happened to me mm-hmm. at such a young age. Because when I see like people in jackass who right. do all the stupid shit. They don't get strokes. Right. No, but you know what they get? Severely injured and probably herpes, I'm assuming, a lot and of them. Hookers <laughs> and cocaine. And co- yeah, and lots of hookers. Lots. See? See? It's my sweet, beautiful Reed. This is why, oh my God, I just, I love you so much. You know, when it comes to acceptance, it's, a, you know, it took me forever to accept just even not using my cane early on in recovery. It took me a year to even say out loud that I had a stroke. I was under the assumption that if I just accept this, that this is just what my life is. My life is forever going to be this. That's not true. It's not true. It's not true. But are you, do you feel like you are at a point where you like fully accepted what happened? Are are you, are you 100% sure all the time that you accept it? No. No, now I say this honestly, like maybe like a year, maybe like two years ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, of course, 100 percent. I accept it. I think I was bullshitting myself. It wasn't it wasn't until, you know, I started seeing my impact on the community where I'm like, oh, I have to be not just honest with the community. I have to be honest with myself. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five star review on the Apple podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Because I don't think, because desperately, I just want to help. Like, I always want to help. And I don't think I'm helping if I'm not being, like, fully transparent with me. I have really rough days. I suffer from imposter syndrome a lot. I suffer from, like, just crippling anxiety and depression a lot of days. Same. <laughs> Twinsies. <laughs> what I show is the brighter side of things. Now, there's two sides. I don't always want to say, hey, guys, you know, it's been really rough. Like, look, we can focus and fixate on how terrible things are. I don't want to do that. I want to focus on the half full cup. I want to focus on how beautiful things are. Yeah, but for the longest, I didn't even acknowledge that there was negative things. Now I acknowledge it and then I process and I move on. So I think just like you, I don't think I'll ever be a hundred percent, but I'm as close and as healthy as I think I've ever been. And it's only getting better. So the acceptance part, as much as it sucks sometimes where I can't do something or I'll forget something, or I think I'm past a certain thing. And then like when it creeps up again, I'm like, oh, shh, yeah, I'm accepting of it before. Like, let's say my memory, my memory has always been an issue. (laughs) If I forget something now. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. It'll kind of ruin a little bit of my hour, maybe a couple hours, maybe a day, but it won't ruin weeks, which is what it would do before, where I would just be like, I am just the dumbest, worst, awful piece of shit in the world. That's not helpful. That's not helpful. It's no. not productive. No. So I'm better. No, I think it's counterproductive if you, if you, if you beat yourself up like that. 
but I still struggle with the the most simple things you go out in traffic and uh, ride your car and everything here in Holland I can't even if I had a driver's license which I, I'm glad I didn't do because right. it would have been a lot of money spent and I wouldn't be able to drive a car right I, I wouldn't it's it's not okay here And I look at you in your car and going places and I'm like, damn, how does he do it? Where does he get the energy? I'll tell you how. There's something severely wrong with me. I know. <laughs> I want to know. Friends. I want to know what it is because so, I want some. <laughs> here is the best phrase I've heard in like a really long time. Comparison is the thief of joy. So just because I can do certain things that that's cool. You know, there's a lot of people that do more things that I can do and do things that I can't do that. I'm not like unable to do or won't ever be able to do. I can't do those things, but they can't do the things that I can do. Right. You can't do some of the things that I can do. I can't do some of the things that you can do. We, we can't compare our journeys no, because also true. you know, like, Just because, like, if you look at some people and you're like, man, that person is just amazing and they, they are great. Deep down inside, they're probably very miserable, angry, awful people. <laughs> you know? Are you? Deep down, I am a miserable, angry, awful person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just showing you who I am in real life now. No, no. So, you know, some of the kindest, nicest, sweetest, caring people can be awful. Yes. Some of the happiest loving outgoing people are full of depression and anxiety yeah you know robin williams is a good example re i just oh my god i fucking love you so much i literally <laughs> that was the next thing that i was gonna say look case in point robin williams there was nobody happier than robin williams you never ever saw him in public in a bad place he was the picture of joy and happiness he suffered from severe depression I think, unfortunately, I think w you and I both understand what that is. We can have this conversation right now, but when things go dark, we understand how dark things can get, you yes. know? Yes, yeah. Just because I can do certain things or I'm very happy and smiling doesn't mean that that's what I am 24 hours a day. That's what I'm showing on, you know, I'm as authentic, I think, as I can be, but I still put the things that I want to put up on the socials, right? Of course. That's why I didn't post it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always rainbows and sunshine. It's not. It's a hellfire and brimstone a lot of the times. But I don't want to just only focus on that. I show it a little bit more now because I want to show the whole picture. But I don't want to get fixated. I don't want to all caps <laughs> support group rooms with how awful things are. You know, it's a choice. And I'm choosing to to focus on the good instead of fixate on the bad you've done an amazing job at that you really have you know since i've known you i know some of the dark times i know some of the dark places you've been you always come up on top you you process as best you can you do you do a thing that i do and it sucks and i'm mad at you for it you disappear sometimes yes that's that's my thing yeah i know it's my thing too so that's why i'm not mad at you ever because i understand it I just, I wish it was different. Now, here's the thing. I still do it. Yes. I hate that I still do it, but I still do it. But I think it's it's not even like I'm disappearing, but I mm -hmm. just need to be with my own thoughts right. for a while, I think. I, I think that's the best way to explain it. But that's that's why, that's I'm, why I'm always awake till... till three o'clock at night because <laughs> then it's quiet and nobody is screaming and I I have like a playground in front of my house so whole the whole day I hear children <laughs> screaming and at night it's so quiet and it's so oh. nice you explained it perfectly yes. for those who are always yelling at me for not sleeping do you want to know what's beautiful about late nights it's quiet and nobody's gonna call you because no one is awake and i'm awake yes you are <laughs> awake but 
Th- that's because you're you're on the other side of the world. That's true. That's true. But over here, it's it's just calm and and quiet, and then it's I feel like I can breathe. Re, you made me a little emotional just with that. I look. We understand each other. We've always understood each other since we met. God damn it! Why am I gonna cry? Stop. It's okay, it's okay to cry. <clears throat> Have you seen this face? You're looking at it right now. This face was made for podcasting. <laughs> That's why it's okay to cry, so they don't see it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You guys don't have to suffer you like Reed does right now. Them, <laughs> yes, they can tell them, though. You can hear it in my trembly voice. <clears throat> so you explained it just per, it's just, it's quiet. Everything is always so loud. Yes. Everything is always so busy. Everything moves so fast fast when it's nighttime things slow down yes i can i can breathe i can breathe and when you breathe you're able to slow down when you slow down you're able to think when you're able to think you're able to process that's why solitude sometimes and quiet is so important you and i understand that you know i think on the same level and again that's why you and i are connected the way that we are And it's another reason why I stood up, not even that I stood up, I just never slept, why I was happy that my days were ending because I knew I was going to be able to talk to you. You know, I really can't explain to you how important you were to my recovery. Like I've said it before, you really have impacted my life just so much. And it makes no sense. I understand the dynamics I have with people make no sense. It makes no sense, like, why we're connected the way that we are. We just are. And yeah. I don't question it. I accept it. I, I, I think it, it, it happened for a reason. I think yeah. it, 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 I don't believe in, in destiny or, like, the floaty shit. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but, but I think, I think we, we met each other for a reason. And I think that's yeah. because we were we are able to help each other move along. Yeah. Yeah. We needed to connect when we did. Yes. And I asked you the right questions. <laughs> so that makes me a really good friend. Yeah. Free. You're the best of the best <laughs> of the best. Like you really are. It's like, Oh man. So I am the floaty universe guy. You know, I'm hippie Joe over here. Smoke weed. I wear natural deodorant. Like, I yeah, love 70s I, rock. I, I smoke weed as well, but I don't do the floaty <laughs> shit. Smoking weed has nothing to do with with whatever the fuck you're saying. No. <laughs> you know, in the, in the immortal words of Bob Marley, when you smoke the herb, it opens yourself up to yourself. Boom. <laughs> That's universal. So in early recovery, when we connected... It was at a really, really dark point in my life, you know? Yeah. And I think this will resonate with you, and I think you understand it, too. We came really close to not being here, right? So we know what it's like to, wow, that it it almost got me. So, like, you have a certain appreciation for life afterwards. Yeah, but I think I had that, like, the specific realization that you're talking about. I've Mm -hmm. had it just a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I was I I was I was talking with with Tom about the surgery that they did. Right. And he said to me, they went it's it it's insane. They went in by your leg and they went all the way up to your brain and you were awake. And I was like, god damn it. I had brain surgery while I was awake. That's insane and i i i know what kind of procedure they did because i googled everything but i never like realized that i i had a surgery that probably not a lot of people have in their life right and at at the time that it happened there were only six surgeons in the netherlands who could perform the operation wow and they fucked up in in the hospital where i live they they thought it would go away with like an extra how do you say it? It it was some kind of blood thinners, but blood thinners on steroids or something. And, right. And they thought that that would be enough. 
Um, so they brought me. So they gave me the the blood thinners, and they brought me upstairs to the floor where I would stay. And within minutes, I it went completely wrong, and I had to go to a different hospital. Right. But by that point, there were already four hours gone by without anybody like actively making sure that I was going to be okay. And right. um, the doctor said after that <laughs> if it would have taken 30 minutes longer to get there, mm -hmm. I would have, it would, they, they wouldn't even try it. Because it would have been the damage would have been too great, too severe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't have a life. So, but look at that. Yes, that. that's insane. But despite that, I mean, you're here. It's it. It's six years ago, and I now just realized that <laughs> that's really weird. It's not just really weird. It's it's a lot. It's intense, and there's a certain amount of trauma that comes with, wow, I came so close to not being here, you know? Yeah, and I have, like, I've seen it so many times because I watch Grey's Anatomy. You go attack <laughs> me on that. <laughs> and I see people having strokes a lot of times, and I think, that was me, yo. Right. It, it's it's impactful when you see other people. And also, you and I, we have invisible deficits, right? Nobody can see the things that we go through internally because no. we walk fine. We look fine. We I'm doing the quote fingers here. We look so normal. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean that we don't suffer because you and I suffer greatly. We do. Yeah. We, just in a completely different way. Like, we, we really do. Yeah, I, I think saying that it's like... It's, it feels sometimes like this is going to sound <laughs> really depressing, but it feels like you're being punished over and over and over again by the yeah. same thing. Like yeah. it's you want to go do something fun and then it's like stroke says no. Yeah, I give yeah. you migraine today. <laughs> you know what? That's what it is. I think that's accurate. It's not depressing. It's it's accurate. That's what living with a brain injury is. It is. It sucks. Yes, but maybe maybe it's the accuracy that makes it kind of depressing. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's not easy. It's not easy living through this. And, and, and you're right. You could feel fine and feel great and everything has been going great. And right before this really fun thing that you're looking forward to doing for so long happens, boom. Issues, migraine, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overstimulated, you know, which in turn, what does that happen? What happens to you? You feel anxious, you feel depressed, you feel down, you don't want to do anything. And you don't want to go. Exactly. Like it's, yeah, you summed it up perfectly. Our body and brains, it seems like they're punishing us, you know? Yes. And I, I feel like the way that the world works today, it almost feels like sometimes there's no room for stroke survivors yeah, because it's yeah. it's going so fucking fast and that's why the nights are so important because yeah. that's when the world stops for yeah. a little while. It's for our speed. Yes. It slows down for us. That's what I felt like really, really early on where I was like, right before I met you, Ree, right before I met you, I was so happy to be alive because I know how close I came to not being here. But then here I am in this world. I made it the second chance. Nobody understands anything yeah. that's going on with me. Everything moves so fast. Everything is so confusing. Yeah. Everything yes. is overwhelming. <laughs> you know? Yes. It was when I say it was a really dark time for me. It was a really dark time for me. And you were a blessing from the universe. Okay, Re, like you really were, because you start having those thoughts where it's like, I don't know why I made it. No. Like, am yeah. I meant for this world? Like, what kind of a cruel joke is it that I had this brain injury that almost took me and then I made it back and it's like, yay, all the things that I, I didn't really live life before then and I'm going to live life now and this is going to be great. And it's like, wow, I'm a foreigner in my own body and brain. Nobody understands me. Like, I, I'm so lonely. 
I've never been more isolated and felt so lonely in my life. One thing that's really helped me through my recovery is having the right tools. I wanted to share what I've learned with others who are on their own brain injury recovery journey, so I created a free guide. In my free guide, nine must-have tools for stroke and brain injury recovery, I cover tools to help with occupational and physical therapy, mindset, overstimulation, and more. If you're looking for ways to improve your brain injury recovery, be sure to check out my guide. You can download your copy at usorock.coach forward slash guide. The links are also available in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope this guide helps you with your brain injury recovery. And I had people around, just nobody understood until I met you. And it was at that time where I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Lauren, it was great to meet Lauren. Lauren had a severe concussion and our deficits are very close. When I talk to you, it's like almost everything is identical. I was like, oh, oh, there's another one like me. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a weirdo. (laughs) Absolutely. And it just, you, oh my God, you, you helped me so much. You saved me in a time where I needed saving. I'm forever grateful. Oh, you give me way too much credit. No, 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 no. I don't give you enough credit. And you want to know who I'm going to give credit to? The universe. See? Hippie Joe. Hippie Joe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Don't brush that off. Mm -hmm. It was a beautiful moment in time. And we have a friendship that's going to last the ages. And I'm just beyond grateful for that. Like, I I, I really am, Ray. Yeah, I'm too. And and it's... I'm so happy that even if we don't talk for a long time, when when we talk to each other, it's like... We talk every day. Yeah. That's that's what a true friendship is. True friends aren't the people you talk to every single day. It's the person that you talk to once every couple of weeks, couple of months. And when you talk to them, it's the most impactful, warm, loving conversation that you'll have all year. You know, we have that every single time I talk to you. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's just what this is. I never question our friendship ever. No, ever. me neither. But I... I I really felt it the, the last time that we like FaceTime, it mm-hmm. was it between that call and the call before. There was like three years that we didn't like really see each other. We didn't like yeah. FaceTime or anything. We did we did chat, but right. I think that's different though. Yeah, you know what it is. It's like Hook. It's like Hook. <laughs> Speaking of Robin Williams, we're the little chubby kid. Like he's like. Pushes like his skin, but he's like, "Oh, they ya, Peter." Like, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Re, I'm just you. Just mean the world to me. You know that, and I'm just always inspired by you. I'm always thankful for you, and I'm always blown away that you can do these things. You're driving all over the place, and you're like, "Yeah." Do you want to know what you're doing? You created life twice. <laughs> yes, but that's it's. I not- can't do that. No, but that's that's just biological. Exactly, exactly. On the flip side, I don't understand how you did it after a brain injury. Well, that was really nerve-wracking. No. And I had to go to the hospital a lot of times right. and I had to have my blood thinners changed and uh because at first we thought let's get pregnant first. And, mm-hmm. and then ask a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem like a great plan. No, because, uh, well, it, it went wrong a couple of times. But mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, maybe we should go to a doctor and ask mm-hmm. if maybe my medication, because I, I read the, the thingies that come with the medicine. Right. And all of them said, do not take during pregnancy and I have seven different medications. So <laughs> I, I, I thought, okay, we're going to go see a doctor, but it was at the beginning of COVID. Um, oh my gosh. Could you have picked a worse time? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, well, yes. Yes. I, I couldn't have picked a better time. Well, I, I, I guess, you know, it could have actually been a really good time because th- there's not really much that you could do except attempt to make a baby. Boom. There it is. Yes. But Lots I, of practice. I'm always home, so I, I can practice to to make babies a lot. I, and you should. Yes. And, and I do. 
<laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> you know, this is this is the brain injured leading the brain injured, and I absolutely love it. Yes, this is <laughs> this is total chaos. So, how many did they pull you off any medications? Uh, no. Okay. No, I I could even I could even keep taking the Valium. I okay. I it was even better if I stayed on the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one medication that I uh, that was just it wasn't possible. Right. So um and that was for rest those legs. But I didn't mind that so many, so I I I kind of by myself cut the Valium down, mm-hmm. and they changed my blood thinners into I think a cholesterol lowering. How do you say it? That's a solid description. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that was the only one that needed to change. But right. when we went to see the doctor. I already was pregnant. <laughs> wow. So you didn't even give doctor an opportunity. You're just like, hey, doc, this is what it is. Yes, but they. How do, how do we make it work? But there was there was three months between the first appointment and the second appointment. So I was like, right. yeah, well, well, if it happens. Right. And it, it happened. It, it ha- and it happened. So it, the, a week before we had to go to the doctor for we found out I was pregnant already and then then she was like oh but then we need to change medicine so i want to ask you about giving birth did you have a fear that wow i don't know if you know this but like a lot of women have strokes during pregnancy because of the pushing preeclampsia right you know was that a fear that you had like oh my gosh i don't want to stroke out um yes that was one of my biggest fears and mm-hmm. uh my first kid before she was born, she pooped. <laughs> she po- <laughs> she pooped in my uterus. So <laughs> take that, mom. Yes, and then the, and then when she came out, she pooped again. So I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just didn't like me. But um, here you have that automatically made it into a medical pregnancy. The second right. one, but. I had to stroke in between, mm-hmm. so they had to keep an eye on that. But I was just really, really scared of stroking out at any point of the pregnancy because there's so much more blood going through your body and your heart has to work so much faster. And I have I have a blood clotting disease, so mm-hmm. it, it, it clots, I think, four times faster than normal. Oh my gosh! Yes, and that's well. That's what what caused first stroke. So I was I was really scared about that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the pregnancy, I had to I had to go every week. Right. Every week I had to go to the <laughs> to the hospital to let to see the echoes if everything was okay, and everything was okay. Mm-hmm. The- that's and, a good. That's all good stuff. Yes, but uh, well, she she got stuck on the way out because she was a little bit too big. <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> yes, she was. A, she was a whole kilo, one one kilogram heavier than the first kid. Oh my god! Like you 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 were having a Viking child. Yes, but she was stuck with her shoulder. That, and we we had an I I already was like, she has to come out, right? The, it, she because my belly was like, it was humongous, really. It, it was. If you would have if you would have told people I was a whale, they would have believed you. Goddamn, I was so big. <laughs> They're like, are you giving birth to an adult? <laughs> twins. They asked me if I was oh. having twins. That's horrible. <laughs> You're like, no, just one really large child. <laughs> yeah, just one really big baby. Right. But, and we had, an, I think it was the last appointment before she was born. And 
and Tom said to to the doctors like if there's if there's a zero point one percent chance mm-hmm. that it's gonna happen, she will take it. She is gonna right. go for it. She she and I think the the what happened with with the delivery I think it's a zero point four percent chance. And there were like twenty doctors in the room. They all threw their pagers in a box and there was panic. My mother in law, she was she was not functioning anymore. She was in the hallway. <laughs> there were doctors checking on her. And I I had a morphine pump. So yeah. I was sleeping. <laughs> you're you're like chilling and people are freaking out. Can I tell you what's great about that though? Think about this. With such a small percentage. It all worked out. It all worked out. Just like with you and your brain injury, just like with all the chaos that you've had to deal with, like it all, things are always working out for us. They are. It doesn't seem like it sometimes. It kind of seems like, oh, this is just, this is just too crazy. Like I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Things are always working out for us. Like they really are, you know, and you did it. You did it because you're basically a superhuman. No, I, I, no. You're a superhuman who could, be sleeping during this chaotic birth. I mean, that seems superhuman to me. I think that was just morphine, though. <laughs> yeah, morphine, aka that good, good. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. I, I I remembered from the first time I gave birth. So I was already I was I was in the hospital for for like a minute, and I was like on on the desk. I was like, can I have morphine pump, please? I think I'm going to ask my doctor the same thing next time I have a checkup. Just see what happens. <laughs> you know, but it's I'll... fun. It's, it's <laughs> when, when, when the light of the button comes on, you get to push it and you feel fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> I'm going to go in for like a routine checkup and be like, hey, doc, can I get some morphine? And he's going to say no. And I'll be like, hey, are you aware that I almost died? I have a brain injury, right? Maybe the brain injury card will work. Yes. Right but uh, I... I I didn't want an epidural though. Right. Oh, really? No, I I did I didn't want it. I didn't have it the first time because that that delivery went like was like floop and it was done. Because <laughs> <laughs> you weren't having a Viking child. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, but oh, Jesus! I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, I didn't want an epidural. That's what I said. I didn't want an epidural because I I got really frightened of the idea that I couldn't feel my legs. Yeah, and you have a lot of legs. <laughs> for for those of you who don't know, Rianne is very of, tall. Yes, but you can you could listen to this in two ways. Like That's very I got true. A, I got a lot of legs. She's she's like a spider. She has like eight legs. <laughs> So, so I would say a solid 70% of your body is legs. It's like, it's like Rianne's face, neck, chest, and then right around her ribs, it's legs from the way down. It's, it's all legs. Sounds about right, yes. <laughs> I'm not even the tallest one in my family. That's crazy. My That's sister crazy. is like, I think she's, I think I'm shrinking though. But you might be. I hope so. No, I don't. I don't. I love Tori. No, I hate it. It's they don't make clothes for people that are tall. Well, they do. It's just normally basketball shorts and jerseys. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, I'm I'm so proud of you for everything that you've done. Like it's crazy. It's it's crazy. You know, you you've created life twice over. You created life. Then you almost died, and then you decided to create life again. That's you know how crazy that is. Yeah. When you say it like that, it really sounds insane. It isn't okay. It doesn't sound insane. Like it is insane, but yes. it's like it's the most beautiful journey that you've been on. You know. Yeah. And it just shows like it's a testament to like who you are. You know, and and you're doing a you're doing a great job of momming. I'm so happy that you actually have help this time around. Yes, but it. Even even with the help for the kid, the brain injury was 
every time it was being brought up as why she was acting out. Mm. And I was like, no, there is something wrong. Right. And there something needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And every time they blamed it on 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 the brain injury and of on the, on the trauma that. that that she might have had. Mm-hmm. And I don't say she doesn't have trauma right. from it. I I don't know. I don't know right. how much she remembers because I think she, she was just about to turn three. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much she remembers of it. I don't think very much. But it took us five years to get um, to get people to understand that there's really something wrong with her and that, that right. it's not only us. And that was a really frustrating journey. I can imagine. You know, it's it's uh, it's terrible. That It sucks. It sucks that it took so long. But I'm not even going to say but. And it's great that it was figured out. Because now yes. there are things that can be done when she's young, as opposed to just like going the rest of her life, like who knows what would happen. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuronerds. Felice was recently diagnosed with um, ADHD. She's had it her whole life. She was only recently diagnosed as an adult. So there's a lot of depression and anxiety and weird things that go on in your head, not knowing that there's something that's making these thoughts or these things happen. You know, you just think there's something wrong with me. No, there's not. There's there's a reason behind all these things. So it sucks that it took so long, but I'm happy that like they figured it out. Yes, it was about time, but I wasn't going to give up either. Right. Because I, I, we knew, we knew that there was something wrong and I know my kid. And it's, it's makes you an amazing mom. Well, I, I try. I you, try. You, look, I look, try. You, you, it's just who you are. Of course yes, you try because that's who you are. The combination of, of ADHD and autism mm-hmm. in combination with someone who is, um, who has a brain injury is, is fucking difficult with Felice. Don't you have like that? It's a lot easier now. Is it easy? No, it's easier because we understand. We used to argue a lot. We still argue, but it's a lot more understandable now because it's literally, it's two neurodivergent people trying to have a conversation. Exactly. It's, it's almost impossible, right? So before it was just like, why won't you listen? Why are you talking so fast? Why can't you like, it was just all these whys. Now that we know what this is, it's like, okay, now I understand. So I, you know, you can kind of, if you don't know what an issue is, you don't know how to deal with it. You're just kind of just figuring it out and it makes you angry and makes you frustrated. Once you know what it is, like, like with the kid, you guys knew, Hey, there's something she needs a little bit of help. We don't know exactly what it is. You can do your best. You just don't know what direction to go. Now you guys have a direction of how to raise her, how how to handle certain things. Same thing with Fel and I, it's a lot easier too, because we're both adults, but it's also difficult because we're both adults, you know, we're yes. in our rhythm and routine and it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but you know, we adapt, we adjust, we move forward just like in life. Yeah. I was looking up things about ADHD and because I get a lot of reels recommended to me on Instagram right. about ADHD and the more reels I see, the more I feel like maybe I have ADHD as well. Probably. And I'm not saying that. I'm not going to, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to diagnose you. In talking to you, I'm like, yeah, pretty sure you do. Yeah, and but, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm saying no, that because but I know you. The, the comorbidity between brain injuries and ADHD is mm-hmm. very high. Yes. 
Yes. And I don't know if did the ADHD become before the brain injury or did it come after the when it's it's the chicken or the egg. Which one came first? Yes. Right? So I, I think what, what would help a little bit of your mental bandwidth, as difficult as it is, it doesn't really matter right now. It no. doesn't matter where it started. The it matters that, hey, this is what this is and how do I learn how to live with it, you know? Yes. Now ADHD trait, you kind of sometimes need to know how these things started. <laughs> it's, it's hard to just be like, oh, it's fine. Um, but, you know, it, it, it. look, it's all a process, just like in recovery. You you, you were going to diagnose me. No, uh, like I you, was you never going to say. You think I have ADHD? Why? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's Why? The way, it's, it's certain interactions that we've had. So you're right. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is a brain injury thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, no, I think this might be an ADHD thing. Why didn't you? Why didn't you say that we? Because I didn't know. I I know a lot more now, years into our friendship, than I did when we first started chatting. So a lot of the things where I'm like, oh, I think this is like a little bit of a brain thing with Reed. I'm like, oh, this is in all likelihood it might be like an ADHD thing. Same thing with myself. You know, I haven't been diagnosed with ADHD. I've been talking to a couple of friends of mine. Almost all of my people are like, oh yeah, Joe, I'm pretty sure you have ADHD. I thought you just had that, and I'm like no and then you start looking at <laughs> right, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> but i started to like remember from when i when i was still able to work and i was still participating in society <laughs> <laughs> before i was a recluse <laughs> but people told me a lot of times you talk yeah. really fast Right. And you are always so enthusiastic about everything and always you 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 cost a lot of energy. And I'm like, now I'm like, hmm. Hey, that brain injury hmm. slowed you down. <laughs> but does that make me a normal person now? You. Oh, OK. You are normal. You are normal. No. We're all normal. Yeah, we're we're a little bit off in our own world sometimes. No. But we're all normal. This is just our new normal. You're right? extraordinary. Yo. Oh my gosh, Re, I am just your average everyday Joe. Did you hear some of the things that you were saying on the stuff you had to deal with with hospitals and doctors and brain injury? And here you are talking to me. You might be you might not even be in a chair. I'm pretty sure you're just floating because you're an angel. Here, here we go again with with the floaty stuff. <laughs> I don't want floaty stuff, Joe. You're you like Miss Marvel. Is that better? No, I, I don't like Miss Marvel. <gasps> I, I didn't even, I didn't even watch. Did you watch Last of Us? Oh my God, I loved it so much. Pedro Pascal. Oh. Oh my God, I would, ju- I. You stay away from my Pedro Pascal. No, no, it's mine. D- nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will fight you, Ree. No, <laughs> he is. Yes, he because he's the Mandalorian. He's the man. Ree, look, he is the, no longer the Mandalorian. Well, yeah, I think Grogu's going to end up being the Mandalorian. He's a Mandalorian. No, yeah, no, he's not a Mandalorian anymore. Oh yeah, that's right, because he took off the helmet. But he I made... didn't even watch it, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, The Last of Us that's, is flawless. That's why Pedro Pascal is mine. That, that's you know that's fair. Can, can, that's fair. can you pronounce his name like he does? Pedro Pascal. Yeah, oh yeah, you can, you can. Yes. Yeah, hey, a Puerto Rican dude. He's um. Wait, I think he's. He's from Chile. Chile. Oh, he's Chilean. Okay. Wait, he's from Chile. He always looks warm. Bad joke. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> nail, nail that dad joke. <laughs> I, my dad jokes have almost ended some of my friendships. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because they're so dumb. So my friend Mackenzie, she's like one of my dearest friends. She said something and she was like, oh, I have to get some uh, distilled water. And I was like, oh, I only use demoving water. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> See? Come on. See, that's why I love you, Reed. It's such a dumb joke. I love it. It's brilliant. But it's brilliant. The 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 pun jokes in in the Last of Us also. Oh, so oh they were good. Just so like in the good. Yes. So what I loved is now we're gonna get nerdy for a sec. What I loved about the Last of Us 
is I was so afraid that they were going to take stuff away. They took away the spores, which was okay. Um, I get it. You don't want the dude to have mask on the whole time. I love that they gave more and they expanded the universe more than anything. So when I played the game, and I'm sure you did the same thing, when you're playing the game, you're like, oh, Fedra, I'm going to kill all these bad guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they're nameless, faceless, governmental type of like persecutors, right? When you watch the, the TV show, they explain, hey, we're necessary. If we yes. weren't here, these people would kill themselves. These people would starve to death. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then there's also raiders. And then in the game, like, oh, raiders, I am killing all of you guys. And in this one, you hear, okay, the raiders, they're like people. And they didn't want to be persecuted. And they were just like trying to live and exist. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're people. I love how it expanded the universe. It didn't take, just take stuff away. Like, it made, no. it made these factions like human beings. It's like, oh, I felt for Fedra. I was like, oh, okay, I understand that. Yeah, I I'm still still Pedro. That's my guy. That's yes. my guy. And I I was all I was almost kind of bummed that I already <laughs> played the video game. Yes. So now uh, no spoilers here, but the se in season 2 they're going to expand it. They're going to like stretch it out. I hope so, but there is not there's not much stretching out to do. It's it's in the first 30 minutes, a Joe won. Uh, yes, we won't say the thing that happens, but if they don't do that, I will never watch the show again. If they don't do it? If they don't do that horrible thing that happens. If they don't do it? If they don't do it, because it's, it would mean so much, because it's such a gut punch, and it's so real. And then the person that does this thing, where you're like, oh, I fucking hate her so much, she's like the worst, right? But then you, you end up playing as her and then you start understanding. Oh, no, oh. no, no, no. I, I didn't have that. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're a horrible person, Reed. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just team Ellie all the way. So I, I. I hated that I had to fight Ellie as yeah. Abby. That yeah. I, I, I died. On purpose, like twenty times, I was like, <laughs> "I'm not watch. gonna do this. I'm not Just gonna like watch watch her suffer." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do this. Like Abby, you bitch. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> so so I, I'm curious to see how they like transfer that. See, guys, this is why Re is everything to me. Not only is she it, it, like an actual superhuman of a mother. Not only is she just stunning. Not only is she just like the coolest chick in the world, gamer, gamer, like hardcore gamer, super nerd. Oh, my God. I love you so much. Reed. This is it. You know, remember I told you before we recorded, I was like, hey, you've agreed to do one. You're going to do more. Yes. Oh, this isn't a question. This is a fact that I'm stating. This yeah, is going to have more. I know. This was already a fact that you you stated that I was I, I had to be here. This and I'm bit. here. I'm here. <laughs> and I'm so happy. We have to do like a super nerdy episode and dive deep into some of this nerdom because this conversation is great. And I want to keep going. Stranger Things. I yes. want to talk Stranger Things because yes. nobody wants to talk Stranger Things with me anymore. I absolutely want to talk Stranger Things. I want to talk about, well, remember that little like Indian chick with powers? Like what happened to her? Why aren't they bringing yes. her back and all those people? Eight. I want them. Well, I don't know if I want her back. I, I well, like not her, her in particular, much. not her in particular. But I'm like, dude, there are others. Where are they? Th there must, there must be someone out of that laboratory that's still alive. I don't yes. believe that that Fekna or Eleven are the only ones. The only I ones. really don't believe it, and I don't think Eight is the only one. Right. So I'm I'm excited for that, Lord. So we have to do like super nerdy episode yes. because let's let our nerd flag fly like that's just what this is i love this so re this was a, a last minute mother's day episode and i just wanted to spotlight what an amazing incredible mother you are because you are what a warrior you are i also re, i just I'm, I'm holding it together you have meant so much to me on this journey like you have meant everything to me i would not be able to do the things that i do here i would not have gotten this far without you and i sincerely mean that you have impacted my entire life so much and I am forever grateful and I just love you 
to absolute death. Like you were just re. I just fucking love you. Like I do. No, I love you so much. I love you too, Joe. So if the people wanted to reach out to you, Re, how would they do so? Um, I don't know because I don't reach it back out. Yeah, that, that's cool. So <laughs> Because I'm a horrible person. No, because you're too spectacular to reach out. You can attempt to reach out to Re at fit. Wait, wait, you changed your, 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 your. No, I didn't. Your, your fit gamer girl, Re? Uh, I think it's fit gamer. Riri. Fit Gamer? Riri. Fit Gamer Riri. There it is. Yes. Boom. So that'll be in the show notes. You can attempt to reach out to her. You're probably not going to have much success. I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> I'm just being I'll, honest. I'm just being yeah. honest. That's amazing. So who else is very difficult to get in contact with? Oh, that would be my beautiful, tiny, ass-kicking co-host, Lauren. You can attempt to reach out to her at Lauren El Manzano on Instagram. You are going to have the same amount of luck with Lauren as you will with Ri. I'm just saying that out loud. <laughs> You can absolutely reach out to me at Joso Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. So clearly, I always end this with, what's your nerdum? Re, everything is your nerdum. Nerd. And I love that. You're a video game nerd. You're a Stranger Things nerd. You're a pop culture nerd. You're a nerd nerd. You are just, I, I just, I'm so thankful for you, Re. I really am. I love you to death. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for breaking through this discomfort and this nervousness and this anxiety to be on my podcast. It means everything to me. I'm ready to run a marathon. I'm so jacked up because of this. <laughs> so, Re, so, so you're going to get off and run a marathon. I'm going to be up till like five in the morning and it's all your fault. <laughs> Let's be of service. Rianne, I absolutely adore you. I love you so much. Thank you for being on the show. And on this loving, amazing, energetic exchange that we had, note, this neuro nerd is out. Bye. So <laughs> <laughs> sweet. I'm so happy. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just beside myself. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.